Hello, Dre. Hi, Peter. How the heck is ya? I'm good. How's you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Are you ready to go digging with Peter again? And again and again and again. Okay, good, because this week we are talking about Isaac Hayes' soundtrack to the movie Shaft. Shaft. You're damn right. All right, so tell me what you know about Shaft. It was a movie. Have you seen this movie? No, please nobody kill me. Why would somebody kill you for that? I have not seen so many of the classics, particularly including the black classics. And man, do I get hell for that. This kind of falls into the black exploitation category because yeah. you know, it's you know about black people and it features black people, but it was made by white people. It's the beginning of representation what we got i enjoy the movie just if i just watch the movie it's like i don't know how i'm supposed to feel about it otherwise like as a piece of of cultural work you're supposed to feel however you want to feel but the understanding that i get from the people who do all the think piecing together think Mm -hmm. piecing (laughs) 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 is that the movie black exploitation movies are great because of what they did they put people on the screen they weren't getting a chance mm-hmm. was their subject matter always the best no so they get lots of critique for the content but they get praised for what they provided opportunity for so as far as just and getting black people on screen they're good okay and then they're entertaining even though you know some of like man i let's see i subscribe to the brown sugar app and it's chock full of black story plantation films some of them have titles that i can't say out loud but Mm -hmm. (laughs) we watched them and it's entertaining and it's funny because it's like this is ridiculous all these caricatures all these stereotypes (sighs) that gets exhausting but they're entertaining so i'm still watching them so apart from the film how much do you know about the soundtrack which was what we're more talking about today I think I've heard the album before. Maybe not all together, but it all sounded like music that I know I've heard. And I'm probably guessing that it's probably sampled in a lot of stuff. Oh, yes. There's, there's, there's no shortage of more modern tracks that sample very heavily from this album. Yeah, like this one I know I could play at home at any family function and nobody would throw anything at me. This album was released like a couple months after the film was released. It sold very well. Uh, I think I saw it mentioned that this was the the best-selling album ever released on the Stax label. It got number one on the Billboard charts, album charts, on the, the Billboard 200, which is their mainstream chart, on the Jazz Albums chart, on the Black Albums chart, which today <laughs> is called called today they that same chart is the r&b slash hip-hop chart <laughs> but up until like 1990 it was called the black chart that's hilarious was uh theme from shaft and possibly also do your thing 
but it was number one on the Hot 100, number two on the Black Singles chart, number six on the Adult Contemporary Singles chart. So it sold well. People seem to like it. As far as my history with this with this uh, album is concerned, I think I probably first encountered it probably around sixth or seventh grade uh, because I had a, a very good friend. He lived like a block away from me who for some reason was already very much into like funk and soul. One day he invited me over and he had a VHS tape of the movie and we watched that. Ooh, that was fun, wasn't it? It was. It's like, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on, <laughs> but I remember thinking this guy is one of the coolest guys I have ever seen on film. Oh man. That's funny. Two little white dudes in Montana watching, <laughs> watching Shaft. <laughs> this won a, uh, an Academy award for best original song. It was the first Academy award won by a black person in a non-acting category. Nice. It also won, I think, three Grammy Awards. It's There are only three tracks with any vocals on it. The, the vast majority of the album is just instrumental. I, I can't really separate the, the, the songs from the movie. So when I hear this, I am literally, in my head, I am literally watching like scenes from the movie. But whereas with a lot of other soundtracks, you know, the, the sound kind of floats like above the movie. It's not necessarily like within it as far as how it feels. But this one, it feels like very grounded. Storytelling music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, this music felt like home because it sounds like everything I grew up on. Mm -hmm. At every family reunion or every late night hangout that my mom had, or every cleanup Sunday day, or cooking Thanksgiving dinner, or driving down the street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was everyday music to me. This sounds like the stuff you heard all the time. Yeah, but it still had the storytelling element because that music has a lot of stories in it and they have lyrics behind it. And so I was just like, I wonder. So that's what it was for me. I was hearing the music and then remembering the songs that I was hearing that, that the samples were in. Mm -hmm. And so those lyrics would pop up if I could remember them or the dancing or stuff like that. So I probably was getting the same feelings as you without the specific scenes from the movie because I'm pretty sure it, they almost matched mm -hmm. what actually happens around the house or okay. how they were feeling because, you know, they play the music based on how they feel. Okay. So of course we know Isaac Hayes, who did, he wrote all of the music. He did all of the arrangements, with some exceptions. Uh, uh, Johnny Allen did some of the horns and strings arrangements, and J.J. Johnson did some arranging on some other stuff. But most of it is just basically Isaac Hayes. He was backed up by by guys who normally played in like the Bar Hayes or the Isaac Hayes movement, his own backing band. Clearly really good musicians all the way around. I don't know what the producers of the film told him going into writing this. So I don't know if, or, or if he, his music came before some of the filming or it was all produced after the fact and just kind of inserted, but the, but the feeling really is, is nailed down really well. He clear, he clearly had a vision and he executed on it. The only track on this whole album that I listened to and I'm like, 
it doesn't feel like it quite matches the rest of the mood is probably Cafe Reggio's because it's got mm. kind of that lighter touch on the guitar and it sounds a little more, you know, background music or Muzak. I guess it just all flowed together to me. So mm-hmm. nothing really jumped out as like out of order or out of place, probably because I was so comfortable with the sounds. It flows together at a pretty good pace. We're not looking at anything out of the ordinary until you get to Do Your Thing, which is the second to last track. And that's like 19 minutes. I mean, it's all really good. But at some point, you kind of look at your watch and say, wait, how long has this been on? What else are you feeling here? It had a lot of stuff that I really love about music from that era. The horns, the background singers, the guitars, the emotion, the storytelling. To me, it had all of that in there. And you can, like, I could, in my brain, I was like, I wonder what was happening in that movie when this happened. I kind of get an idea of what they might have been feeling. But since I haven't seen it, I could be wrong. So it made me want to go watch the movie to see how they placed it in there. Even though I feel like I already know. I plan on watching the movie. I've been saying I watched the movie for a long time and I still haven't. Is there anything you didn't like here? No. It's like you felt this one through however many are on there. Just totally. Sure did. Because this is the kind of music that made me want to be a backup singer. Because that was one of my dreams growing up was to be a background singer. How many people dream of being the background singer? I had a dream of being a backup singer, a backup dancer, because they always have those support melodies. And I have always been in love with the support for the person up front, because without them, that person probably won't be as great. Like, Mm -hmm. have you seen an artist who has amazing background singers? Mm -hmm, And what they do for a song? Oh, my God. I love watching documentaries when they interview the background singers and the interactions that they have and the way they support the music. Yeah, this one, those women on the songs when they had the lyrics, oh yeah, I was all about it. I don't know what the song was that I last listened to because I kind of just started going through and they were and then the, the, what was that, the trumpet or something with the high notes? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are only three tracks on this album that have any lyrics at all. And that's, of and, course... Um, Theme from Shaft and Soulsville and Do Your Thing. It was probably Soulsville. I put it on and I was just doing things like I cooked one time during that long drive. I listened to it, pitter pattering around the house. I could just hear it in my head, all the sounds that I liked. So, does that mean you think you can give it a score? I'm going to give it a nine because I really can't find anything wrong with it. I feel like I can play it with anybody and they would appreciate it. Even mm-hmm. if it's not in their wheelhouse, they would appreciate it. And if they didn't, I'd have questions. Yeah. They have to totally say, what the hell is wrong with you? Who are you? Like people who say they don't like chocolate. Like, how dare you? Well, you know what? I'm, I have to agree with you on the nine. I'm grading it as an album on its own. Yeah. If I were grading this like as a soundtrack, I would be really tempted to give this a 10. Because it matches the movie so well. I mean, if this were released like without without the movie attached to it, I'd be like, this is nice. I would have liked to hear this is great, excellent, awesome even. I would have liked to hear some more vocal selections and maybe 
break up that gigantic 19 minute track just a little bit. I hear you. And we're talking about super, super minor criticisms here. Let's face it. We, as a, as a team here, rarely give together something such high praise. We got real close to that on that Harry Belafonte album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we both give it nines. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So are we ready to find out what's coming next week? Yes. Hey, Google, give me a number between 1 and 2056. 14, if you couldn't hear that. Wow. We are going to be listening to Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. I might be a little bit excited. A little bit excited? Why's that? Because I used to love Aerosmith. Didn't get to explore as much, but at all. And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you. Thank you.